Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. All right, everybody, welcome back to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Anderson, and today we have the Southern Belle, Jen McGuire, on with us. What's up, Jen? How's it going? How's it going? Super good. Uh, busy day over here, but a good day. Um, so you are like the kayak fishing queen, Ooh. I hear. I wouldn't say the queen or anything, but I fish a lot of bodies of water <laughs> and do my own thing for sure. Sick. And you're from Texas, you said? Yes, East Texas. Nice. And there's a lot of uh, lakes around there. What's the sitch with yeah, East Texas? Yeah, it's mostly... Yeah, so it's mostly lakes, and we have some of the best lakes in the world, I say. Uh, we have uh, big bass, and then also just a little bit more north of me, I do trout fishing, too. Oh, sick. That's rad. Do you fish, like, daily, or what, what's, your, uh, what's your story? At least weekly. Sometimes it is, like, for a solid week I'll be fishing, but I do have another job on top of this. So. Oh, cool. So what, what's, your, uh, what's your background? What do you do? I know nothing about you. <laughs> uh, well, so I started off actually fishing out of a boat. I'm a kayak angler mostly now, but I started off fishing in a boat with my dad doing kayak tournament or doing big bass tournaments. And um, he broke his hand and I jumped off into a kayak so that I could continue fishing and covering more bodies of water. <laughs> That's literally how you got into kayak fishing. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So I fought, there was a women's kayak only tournament and I was like, well, that's simple enough. I could do that because dad's hand was broke. He had reconstructive surgery. And I just kind of went with it. I was like, I'm going to do this. And the tournament is terrible. I didn't catch anything. The people are amazing. But I was like, I want to do this. And I signed up for another tournament and won my second tournament. So did you just get a kayak like right after your dad broke his hand and you couldn't fish with him anymore? Hey, pretty much. Well, once I fished that one tournament and I was kind of hooked immediately, the people in the crowd just being on the water, uh, I had people hit me up to see if I wanted to be sponsored as a kayak angler. And uh, Simpsons Fitness and Adventure Sport over in Tyler picked me up and put me in a Hobie Outback. And then the rest is history. I kind of started fishing tournaments and started fishing saltwater and just kind of took off. How old were you then? This was three years ago. So I'm 31 now, 28. Dude, that's so sick. How fun is it just fishing off a kayak, just cruising around? It's like the best thing ever. And then you get like a big fish and it kind of just pulls you around. And you're like frothing out. Yeah. It's I mean, so sick. Being, so I fish both. I fish in a boat. I've been out in the middle of the Keys and a big, nice yellowfin. And it's amazing. But then I've also been down in Panama in a kayak off the, like out in the middle of the ocean. And just being that close to nature and water and seeing these fish swim underneath you and casting. And of course, once you hook into something big, it's going to be a sleigh rod. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. It's so much fun. So do you still use Hobie uh, kayaks right now? I do. I'm in a Hobie Outback right now. Don't they have little motors now in the center that you can put in? They do. They do. Um, I'm different when it comes to that. My friends, like I have friends that they have trolling motors and they'll scoot across the lakes. But I actually like the more of the challenge of, you know, my body pushing the kayak along. So I actually don't do a motor. I am the motor. And I do have pedals, but I, I love being able to get to the It's kind of a workout. It is. It is more challenging to be able to do it all on your own. What uh, what makes fishing from a kayak so much different than like fishing from a boat and stuff? 
Well, one, I like, because of how I am, I'm using my body to move me along. Um, you're closer to the water. So a lot of times you can sneak up on some really good fish in the boat. Like sometimes that trolling motor will kind of disturb what you're coming into. Because a lot of times I fish for bass. And so being quiet and stealthy is super important. And being in a kayak, though, you're so low to the, you're to the water. You come up on nature. It's just a different experience all the way around. Is there like a difference between like a normal kayak? And, well, obviously, there's probably a huge difference between like normal kayaks and like fishing kayaks. Because like Hobie specifically makes fishing kayaks. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's how it's kind of rigged out. Um, my outback would be really hard to like paddle around. It's more for pedaling and getting to a spot. And it's just rigged out with rails and places to put uh, rod holders and bell pitcher rods. Um, it's just rigged out differently for sure. And to be able to stand up in. You can stand up in it too? Yeah, yeah. It's That's just real sick. sturdy. I was out bluefin fishing last year and we were coming in. We were probably like still like five miles out. And this guy had a little motor on a kayak, yeah. like five miles out. And he was bluefin tuna fishing. It yeah. was the gnarliest thing I've ever seen. We like stopped off, tried to give him a couple beers and stuff because he was such a legend. He's like, no, nah, dude, <laughs> I'm focusing on fishing. I don't need any beers. Like, you're so sick. And I was tripping out, though, dude. Like, what those people, like, everybody on kayaks are gnarly. Like, you yeah, guys yeah. send it way too hard. You guys are full <laughs> well, frothers when it comes to fishing. One of my favorite places to fish is Los Bosos, Panama, and they catch marlins from kayak. My boyfriend's a big YouTuber down there catching rooster fish and tuna and cubera. That, that's what we do. Dude, that's so gnarly. Like, you're probably just getting towed out to sea. Some of them, for sure, yeah. When you're going through stuff in, like, Panama, like, going on the beach and stuff, do you, like, plow out through waves and stuff, or do you just usually try to find, like, um, harbors and stuff to go through? So no, um, actually this place is like super remote. So there's one place where we actually can get in our kayaks and push out. There's like an S curve where the waves will break to where you can actually get your kayaks out there. But a lot of times we'll, um, they'll put our, our kayaks on a boat and take them out to sea and throw us out. No way. Yeah. That's super epic. So they literally just tow your kayak out. You get to cruise out and then you yeah. fish off of it. Yeah. Mothership out. There's Dude, that a lot, sounds like, like a full blown. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I was saying like, it's, it's just a different experience. Cause like, you're going to be thrown off onto a reef. You're in, you have your kayak and it's all up to you from there to do the work. Uh, if you need bait, some of those will come around and throw bait at you for a lot of bait, but there's different, I mean, it's just a different experience all the way around. You're all, you are kind of like, where's the boat sometimes? Like hope the boat comes back and gets you, but you know, you're all right. I mean, it probably helps out with fishing too, though, because it doesn't spook the fish and you're kind of doing your own thing, like sneaking up on the fish. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like hunt, you're hunting for fish. Like you're sitting there, like looking around, you can see on your graphs, how far down you need to let your bait drop. And then also you're throwing poppers across the top of it and the tuna will jump up and hit it. It's, it's epic. That's so epic. How long is your kayak? Mine is 12.8, but. What do you just like throw it in the back of your truck and send it or when how this, do you carry <laughs> yeah, that thing so I throw mine in, Yeah, I can carry it. Mine weighs about 85 pounds with nothing on it. So I can throw it in the back of the truck and I'll tow it to wherever I want to and throw it out. I'll really, there's different types of kayaks that you can get into that's a little bit heavier that you'll tow and like have a trailer. But that was one thing with kayak fishing. I want to be able to just throw a kayak in the back of the truck, hit any kind of body water because I fish rivers too, freshwater rivers, and I fish out the lake. So just be able to get into any spot. That's what makes kayak fishing so unique too, is you don't have to have a boat ramp to put in at. Yeah, that's super cool. It's super rad too, because you can just go on the beach and just pull it straight out and 
as long as there's not a bunch of swell, I mean, that's the only problem. I remember like being a kid, like yeah, yeah. having a kayak and just getting worked by the sets coming in. It was so bad. Yeah. But now I like yeah. actually pay attention <laughs> to the waves if I was going to go out. What kind of accessories do you have on your kayak? Do you have like any GPS or, or any like fish finders or anything like that? I do. I run a Garmin most of the time. And then I also, I have just like, when I'm going out fishing, I'm going to have my rod holders. I'm going to have a boomstick for my cameras. Um, I'm going to have my H crate just be able to throw all my tackle into. Uh, and yeah, uh, it's all my kayaks rigged out to where I have places to put all my lures and. Oh, yeah, that's sick. That's what I usually have on my kayak. Do you have like a live bait, mm-hmm. little live bait thing in your kayak? Um. Well, in Panama, we'll have, uh, there's usually like a place to do it, but for the most part, I fish, fish freshwater, uh, like in the ponds around these areas, just lakes. Um, so I usually throw lures. Okay. So you're, you're strictly just using lures around there. Mostly. Yeah. Most of the time that's it. What, what else do you usually store like in your kayak besides like lures and rod holders and stuff like that? That's about it. I'm. I don't put too much into my kayak because the more that it weighs, the harder it is. You're to like across super the water. lightweight. So carry as much as lightweight as possible. Like I said, like we'll have some things like um, I usually don't carry for anything live on my kayak. So I don't have to worry about that extra weight of the water in the bait. So when I do fish salt water, a lot of times, like I said, we have a boat that runs around and throws uh, fresh bait at us. But for the most part, I keep it as light as possible. <laughs> Where do you typically go fishing around there in Texas? It's all the lakes that we have around here. We have some really good ones. Lake of the Pines is my number one favorite lake to be on, but we also have Rayburn and Lake Fork, and all those have record bass out of them. Uh, Like I said, I do mostly bass in this area. I I do hit the rivers too. Is there like a specific species of fish that you're going after, or you kind of just go after whatever? Well, freshwater, I'm usually always going after bass in the kayak. Um, not really play around with anything else. Just I want that tug and pull me around on my kayak a bit. It's a lot harder to catch one of those monster fish and reel it in and get it into the kayak. So that's my number one fish in freshwater that I go after. But I have been fishing a lot more marshes and going after redfish too. Would you would you say that kayak fishing is harder or less hard than fishing from a boat? Uh, kayak fishing is way more challenging. I've done it. I've done all. I've done it all. I've done the bass boat, I've done in the river boats, I've done inshore boats, I've been offshore, and nothing is like doing it all. Like it's 100% you doing it all. It's your body, your reeling, your technique that's going to get that fish onto the kayak. In a boat, a lot of times you'll have somebody a net, somebody's going to be netting, somebody's going to be trolling. Somebody. This is all you. It's up to you to find the fish, catch the fish, land the fish. And there's so much room on like a big boat too. That's the thing too. Like if you do catch a fish that you're going to keep, if you catch like a tuna or something off a kayak, where the heck do you put the thing? Like between your legs, right? Like, so there's like, that's so gnarly. Well, yeah, there's that. And then also we do have like a front hatch where you can lift it up and throw the fish into like into your actual hole. So you can throw it in there. Um, sometimes you'll have like a bag that you'll push your fish off into and zip it up. But yeah, you're, you're going to be fishing and this fish is going to be flopping on your boat or if um, I'm red fishing, we'll just tie like a leader off and they'll be hanging off the side of the kayak. But even then I'll be fishing, <laughs> I'll be fishing and these fish are going crazy. And I'm like, oh my God, it scares me every time. So I was in Tahiti probably like six years ago and I caught some like crazy jack or actually I spear fishing. I spear fished some jack. And I was dating a girl at the time and I put the jack on a 
like on like a leader line off the back and these black tip reef sharks went haywire on the kayak yeah. and like started hitting the kayak and she started freaking out dude it was so funny and like <laughs> i kind of felt bad but at the same time i was kind of laughing super hard and it, dude that, it's kind of gnarly to like hang your fish off kayaks because like if there are sharks they will come they up over and like it. explore for yeah, sure for, for sure. sure which is yeah, kind of fun though it's all it's all part of the experience yeah getting back with the fish complete like your whole fish yeah that's why saltwater is always fun because you know like you can be reeling in a great fish like when I went to Panama, yeah. I had dropped down a bonita. No, no, no. I dropped down bait. No, no. Okay. So I caught it on a jig. I caught a bonita on a jig. And then a kubera ate my bonita. And that was just like this whole nother experience. I was like, oh, it's a bonita. And then it hits and it just sinks down again. You're, so it's saltwater is just a whole nother ballgame. You just like to get the, like to hook the fish and actually get that fish complete, like hold to the boat is another challenge. <laughs> And then your kayak's like trying to tip over and stuff when you get a big fish too. It's so sketchy. Yeah, it is a little bit more challenging once you start catching bigger fish. Do you ever get like sketched out or afraid like that you're going to like tip over and stuff with all of your gear? Yeah, but we have it tied down pretty good. Um, That's a big thing. Like all of our rods and reels that everything is tethered to our kayak. And then um, like I have like an H crate, just like a a crate that I have everything tied to and then that that's tied to the kayak too so if I flip if something falls out it's my own fault other than fall me falling out is scary I have not fell out yet but it will happen I'm sure I've done it sucks I lost so many rods on kayaks because <laughs> I, I just like froth out I don't really think anything through I just kind of like oh I'm gonna get on the kayak and go fish you know but you really do need to think it through it, it makes a big difference yeah 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 it can be super doubt dangerous like Kayak fishing oh, can yeah. be dangerous, especially you need to make sure you're always wearing a life jacket. I never get into the kayak without a life jacket on. It doesn't matter where I'm at, what I'm doing. One wrong move and you can hit your head and you're drowned. That's it. Or your kayak swims away and you're trying to go after it. The wind will care though so fast. <laughs> you have like the rod in the rod holder and a fish is on it and you fall out. <laughs> the fish I could not imagine just towing it out to sea. <laughs> uh, that'd be so epic. I'm kind of lazy. Like if I'm fishing, I'm kind of lazy, you know, because I always surf. Like I'm always working out surfing. So like this is your exercise and your thing to do. Like for me, if I'm fishing, I want to be lazy and like drink a beer and put a little motor in there and go yeah, catch a no. fish. Like that sounds sick. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no time to relax or kayak fishing when I, the way that I do everything is just you're constantly moving. So sit back drinking a beer and trying to get out. It's not going to happen. Me, I'm going to be <laughs> real living casting and but that's just me. Like if I wanted to be lazy fishing, I'd be in a boat. Yeah, exactly. Boat fishing's the best for me. I love that. What's <laughs> like the best, what's the best kayak for a beginner? Um, I feel like for kayak, if you're going to get into it, you need to go to do demo days so that you can see what kind of kayak you want to be in. I was fortunate. I jumped off into a Hobie and immediately like, that's the only kayak I ever tried, but there's a lot of great kayaks out there. Um, I feel like you need to spin around probably five to $700 on a kayak, anything less than that right there. It's not going to be as fun because they're just not made as well to be able to keep you on the water, be able to catch fish, but you don't have to have pedals. You don't have to have a motor. You can do it just paddling and it works just fine. But, um, you're going to have to, I feel like around five to $700 for a kayak at first. And then just kind of grow from there. Do demo days is a big thing to figure out what kind of kayak you want to be in. Where can you do demo days? That sounds epic. I want to try that. Um, a lot of the, so if you find some of the kayak outlet stores, there's a one in uh, Dallas area and there's one in Tyler. Some of them, they just have like random demo days, uh, will 
uh, tackle shops that carry kayaks. They'll do demo days every so often. It's on the weekends. And you get to just try them out? Yeah, yeah. They'll bring them out and you can just uh, figure out. They'll have different brands a lot of times where you have a Hobie or a Jackson or a Lightning kayak. And you can be able to get out there and see which ones you like. And, and also fit your price range, too. I feel... Some people feel like they can't compete in these tournaments or get out there and do it unless they spend $3,000 on a kayak. And that's not always the case. You can get out there, like I said, around five, $700, get you a good, decent kayak. And then um, from there, you can just keep going. Is that like the average, like what's the average cost on a kayak? Like for a decent kayak that I could just use and have a good time. For fishing is what you're saying, just for fishing or without fishing or both? Yeah, with for, for fishing. Bird fishing, you can, mm, it's hard. Cause like I said, you can find some around five and seven. If you're wanting to jump into uh, tournaments, you could probably get into like around a thousand dollars. You can be ready to start doing tournaments, but you can do it even less than that. It just really depends. It's hard to say. Cause I don't want to tell anybody, like discourage anybody from saying that. Um, because you can, you can get into a kayak around five, $700 and be able to go out there and fish tournaments just like anybody else. You can get it all rigged out around, I know some kayaks that are around $1,000 and then rig it out. That's even better. So it just, like I said, those demo days is going to let you know where your price range and what you feel comfortable in. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I remember like being a kid because I had like a couple kayaks when I was a kid because I was super into fishing, like mm -hmm. kayak fishing and all that stuff. And me and my buddy bought like these two kayaks off Craigslist for like 200 bucks. They were like the little ocean kayaks i forget what they were but like the sit on top little yeah. ocean kayaks and we bought rod holders <clears throat> and we put rod holders in it we just drilled our own holes and put rod holders and then yeah. my parents bought me like a fish finder for christmas or something it was so sick dude and we spent like virtually nothing and we had the best yeah. time ever but then my neighbor had like a hobie with like the pedals and stuff and i was like dude yeah. i hate this guy like he's so sick like i was so bummed out so i just yeah. got like super bombed and didn't want to kayak fish anymore <laughs> yeah you know, see, that's the so thing. Like, there is some that are really rigged out like so my kayak itself like how it's rigged out it's probably i probably have about four thousand dollars into my kayak and that's a lot but that's what i'm saying you don't have to do that my kayak was really it was expensive but like i said you don't have to do you don't have to spend that much money to get out there and fish tournaments um, but they can get really, really expensive adding the fish finder, adding the trolling motor, adding all these extra things. They're kind of like the Swiss army knife of things. These are like kayaks where you can just add more and more stuff to it. Uh, they can get really expensive, but you don't have to have all that to go fish tournaments at all, or be able to get out there and fish for like you, you started off with a kayak with just some rod holders and fish finder and you caught fish. Like that's dope. Like that's amazing. But uh, some people do get discouraged when I say like it's about $4,000 for my rig, but you don't have to do that at all. You can go cheaper. You don't have to get that. It's kind of like, I always think of it as if you know, like, I mean, you know what you're doing with kayak fishing, obviously, like mm -hmm. you have like all the bells and whistles because you know how to use the bells and whistles. Yeah. Like if, if you know how to use that stuff, hundred percent, like it's go easy. spend that money. Like if I were to buy a kayak right now, like. I'd go get exactly what I want and spend the extra mm -hmm. money to get a fish finder and like a chart plotter and everything in that kayak. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's what you want out of it, right? If you want to yeah. just go in the weekend time and like have the best time ever, buy it like a $300 kayak and put some fishing rod holders on it yeah. if you're not going to be going crazy on it. So uh, like you said, like you, you can spend $4,000 or you can spend $500, which is super fun. Yeah, and that's yeah, the whole, whole, 
it's great because you can do whatever you want, dude. I can go spend a thousand dollars on a surfboard or I can spend two hundred dollars on a surfboard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I can you can spend the money on something. Yeah, like your cheaper surfboard, you're, you can sit out there and ride waves, but you know, that little bit more expensive one, you may glide a little bit better. It may be a little bit smoother ride. And that's kind of how it is with kayaks. Like you can still get, like if you're wanting to get competitive and get out there, then yeah, you can start adding all those bells and whistles and the price will go up. But if you just want to go out and have a great time, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars to get out there and have a great time. So let me ask you this. What if, if like somebody like me, because I mean, I have had kayaks in the past, but I've never had like something super nice with a kayak. So mm-hmm. if I were to buy a kayak right now, could I buy like a super nice like Hobie hole and then just add stuff onto it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And there's other brands out there too. Hobie's like the Cadillac of what you'd say. Like that's going to be the high exactly. kayaks. It's so um, sick. There's, yeah, they're nice. But then you also have some that are just as nice. Like there's a Lightning kayak, there's Jackson kayaks. It depends on what kind of pedal system you have. But yeah, you can buy it with nothing on it and then just add to it too. I've always wanted a Hobie kayak. Like that was, that was like my goal when I was a girl. Yeah. I was like, I want a Hobie kayak. My neighbor had one and I was like, dude, this guy's so lucky. Like, yeah, so sick. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, like you just said, buy a, like buy a super expensive hole, maybe spend the money up front on the nice mm-hmm. hole. Right. And then yeah. add stuff into it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, there's so much you like, can do. That sounds like a really good idea. Yeah. That's sick. What, what's your, do you have any like crazy kayaking stories? Oh, there's always some great ones for me. Like it just depends on if you want fresh salt or river or what you want. I got a story on all the bottles. Anything. (laughs) I just, Uh, I just want to hear, I just want to hear a gnarly one. Okay. Well, I'll say like one for recent was uh, I went river fishing, which was the first time being in a river. So you're, you're at the mercy of the water moving. Um, so I went, and I was actually on the lower Colorado, close to Austin, Texas. And I was with the, I was with my boyfriend, like I said, he's a YouTuber. And then our other friend, he's a guide who was taking us down. I wanted to catch a grande bass, which is our Texas state bass. And just coming down there, there's like some rapids. So I'm like having to like have all my rig, all my stuff rigged, have my rods and having to put everything down, pull my fins up and just kind of like go through all this. But at the same time, I'm trying to cast and catch fish. So it's just this whole challenge of trying to catch, like, I want to catch a grande, but there's also gar in here. And then there's um, largemouth bass. And on this trip right here, it was, um, I was able to catch over a seven pound bass in my kayak. And so with catching fish on the river, that fish is going to be going one way. You're going to be going the other way. And then the water is going to be pushing you too. So it's just like this whole battle and this ballet on the water, trying to get this fish in, net it not get into the trees, not get into the rocks. And that was one of the ones, like I caught like the seven pound bass and it just came up and I was just shaking and just, oh my God, down the lakes, like, or even in the ocean, like I can sit there for a second, but there's no sitting with this fish. Like the water's pushing my kayak as fast as it can. So I'm trying to hold this fish and get the hook out of it and not get turned around, not fall out of the kayak. And that was like that moment, that right there was just like this really challenging battle of this fish and the water and the kayak and that day i actually caught that seven pound bass and then i turned around and caught a three foot gar out of the kayak too so i'm holding this gar in the kayak and its teeth and same thing like the water's pushing you so you're trying to hold these fish and not let them like get you and like let it go and so it was just this like i said it's like this challenge of being in the water like like a boat you could just like 
you know, hit the bank and just chill or you can drop an anchor and all this. Like, no, like this is just this whole challenging keeping the fish and letting it go and not getting hurt. That's really funny that you say that because I drift boat fish for salmon in uh, Oregon all the time. I have a drift Uh boat up there and it's my favorite thing in the world. But Mm -hmm. when I'm rowing the boat, it sucks, dude, because I'm having to back row when we have either a steelhead or a salmon on. And like you said, the fish go either upstream, downstream, side stream, like Uh they're going to eddies. They run. They want to run. It doesn't matter what river you're in. And it's the worst thing ever, dude. When you're, And especially if you're on a kayak, you're by yourself in a kayak yep. trying to fight that fish. Like, I've never done that, but that would be <laughs> absolutely horrible because I'm rowing the boat and somebody's in the front with a fish on and it's already hard enough. That sounds so brutal, yep. but it also sounds so epic and like it just is. such a fun time. Yep, it's awesome. I love it. That's what I say with kayak fishing, it's a whole nother world of challenges. Like it's you and the fish and the water and whatever you are. And you can you can catch fish and have some of the best stories and most epic things, but you have to be super careful because it can turn bad on you real quick, especially on rivers if you're not paying attention. Oh, for sure. Yeah, rivers are no joke. And I, and like you said, like you can throw down anchors on a drift boat in the river. Yeah. You know, you can throw down anchors all day long. I can put a motor on the back of my boat and putt and make it so I'm literally not moving at all. Yeah. I just have it idling upstream. Like it's so much easier for us. Like you can't do that. Like you no. would literally have to pull your kayak onto a bank yeah. after like having a fish on, like you can't uh-huh. do that. You have to just fight the fish and yeah. flow down the river. Like that's so gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. And then like, you know, some people would even argue, well, you can throw an anchor in a kayak, but it depend on how fast that water is going. If you throw an anchor down, that water can just push that kayak and you're on your side or flipped real quick. So it's a whole nother ball game. Exactly. Yeah. Especially like you just said, how fast the water's moving. I mean, you'll yep. high side or the water will start filling in the kayak. Like that, that gets mm-hmm. sketchy, you know? So yep. um, if you had, if you had to give advice to somebody that's wanting to get into kayak fishing, what would you say? Um, number one that I always say is wearing a life jacket, no matter what, the, if you go buy a kayak, buy that life jacket, wear it the whole time is my number one, like goal. I tell and tell everybody like to do, um, have fun with it. Um, it's going to be challenging. It's not easy. I think a lot of people think, oh, I just get a kayak and throw it out there and I got it. But it's a lot more challenging trying to pedal or paddle and cast and catch fish, deal with the wind, the waves, everything. But I feel like the reward is so much more when you're in a kayak. Like I said, I've been in all types of boats, all t- different situations. Kayak fishing is challenging, but that's what like feeds me and my love of fishing is like, I just, I can go out and fish in a boat, like like I said, I've been out in a big yellow fin with two conks before and they're getting me on a spot and I'm catching fish. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> but doing it from a kayak in Los Busos, like where they throw me out at a reef and I'm having to like battle this, you know, you have the the swells and sometimes you're like in a in a on a treadmill out there just trying to stay in place and like drop down and catch fish. It's a yeah, it's different. And then also being around rocks and some fish you catch a fish and you're trying to like get out of it and make sure you don't wind up on a rock with trying to catch this bonita or houndfish was some of the ones I was catching that like coming to mind where I was like, this fish is not worth these rocks. Like I want out of this right (laughs) now, but it's just more challenging a boat though. They would just back up and you're like, whatever. But this right here, it's like, (laughs) is the fish worth dying for? (laughs) Absolutely. I, I mean, that's a hundred percent true is the fish we're dying for, for sure, especially in a kayak. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I agree with you a hundred percent with, 
with fishing from a kayak for beginners and everything, or somebody like me that would actually want to get into legit kayak fishing, not being 14 years old and just buying a hundred dollar kayak, but wearing a life vest, having a good sturdy kayak. Um, and then like, kind of like what we were talking about before, you don't really need that much stuff. You just need to have a good mindset and just have fun, right? Like have a couple rod holders and like, put your gear in the front hatch or whatever, and just have yeah. a good time. That's the yeah, number getting one. Yeah, getting a crate, having a crate to put all your lures in, um, just kind of figure out like sitting, this is what I've done before. I've set my kayak and figured out what I want where, because whenever you catch fish, like where you want your net to be able to reach to, like you're going to need your net. You're going to also on my kayak, I have um, a stakeout pole. So like in certain levels of water, so mine's about eight foot. So I can stick it into the ground. I can stay in one spot and just fish this area. And I can oh, pull that no up way. and move to another place too. Yeah. So there is also a way to be able to make yourself stay in one spot. Um, that's something super important too that you should get <laughs> is a stakeout. Stake. So how does that work? Do you just like put it on the side and then like tie off to it? Or how does that work? Yeah. 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 You'll tie off to it. So you'll stick it in the ground, then you'll take a rope and add the ropes to your kayak to it. So you can stay in one spot and fish that area, especially when I'm red fishing down in like the marsh in Texas. It's super important for me to have that to where, because if not, if the wind's too bad, you can't fish. So I'm going to stake out sticks. So that would be something I'd recommend getting. If you were to go out tomorrow and say, I want to kayak fish, I would definitely say do the demo days, figure out what kind of kayak. Lightning Kayak has some really nice kayaks that aren't as expensive as a Hobie and they're very similar. Um, there's also like Jackson kayak where it's like more like a pedal system where it's like riding a bike. So like a Hobie is like walking back and forth and then like a Jackson kayak kind of rotates it. So it depends on your comfort, like what you like in the water. Um, but like I said, you can buy something a little bit cheaper, but if you're like, if you want to go like extreme, like Hobie's got like a Hobie, uh, PA pro angler kayak. And that one's like totally rigged out. You can go out and start catching fish and just throw your gear in it. And you're good. But you can buy some that's not as rigged out and you can add to it too. So like I said, the price on it is where I say like you could be able to get into a kayak and add to it as you go along. Figure out what you need and depth finders and sounds like you have your kayak pretty dialed, which is sick. I do. I do you make you kinda <laughs> yeah. you kinda frothing me out right now to like kayak fish again. I miss it. It's so much fun. Like you I just should. miss like you being should. out there and like you kind of just have no worries. Like you're just out there having a good time and just fishing. And like, that's the best part about kayak fishing. Nobody's around too. And like, you don't have motors going off and stuff. It's so amazing. Yeah. Well, that right there. So there also kayak community is huge now. And there's so many opportunities to go different places and fish. Like I said, Los Busos is one that I like, will mention. Cause if you want to do like extreme kayak fishing out in the middle of the ocean, they're going to throw you out there and do it really good. But there's also another group um, is Fish Village that you can actually, I like it because if you said like, Jennifer, I want to go to Extreme, I'm going to hook up with Fish Village. They're going to put you on a boat. They're going to put you in a kayak and they're going to put you on fish. Like, and you're just going to be with a group of people who are like-minded that want to do that with you. So there's great groups that you can get in on that even if your friends, like your normal group of friends doesn't fish, you can always link up with a big group of people and go out fishing like extreme fishing if you're wanting to be out in the middle of the ocean. If you want to do lake fishing, there's always a good group of people that'll get you out there too. And river fishing, it's just like a really close knit group of people. I know, like right now, I could call anybody and be like, "Hey, I want to do this," and I can get on that trip somewhere. That's so epic, Jen. You you have Instagram and stuff, right? We can follow, or I follow you because I love your Insta posts. Like you're <laughs> frothing out on fishing every day, but you do have Instagram. Can you shout yeah. out your Instagram for us to follow? 
So I have Southern Belle Fishing TX um, on Instagram. I have a little bit on YouTube and hopefully it'll start growing a little bit more. And it's Southern Belle Fishing also. And then Facebook and TikTok. I'm on all those little social media. It's all Southern Holy, Belle Fishing. Holy, you are the social media queen <laughs> right now. I, Dude, I only have Instagram. Okay. I was, I was kind of thinking about like, well, I, I think I posted like some videos on YouTube and stuff, but like, I just, I want to make full YouTube videos, but at the same time, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm so bad at editing. Like I would have to hire someone, you know? Yeah. And YouTube's one of those things, like you got to commit, like if you're like wanting to do YouTube and just kind of put some videos out there, but if you want to make money with it, it's an everyday deal. Like you've got to be out fishing, doing something, getting stuff out there. It, YouTube is a really hard deal, but it, it's like full-time job too. It's kind of sick though. Like people froth out on YouTube. Like I sit on YouTube and watch videos. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, my boyfriend, his, his, his name's Robert Field and he fishes all over the world and his is every, like he posts a video every week or every, or two a week. And it's a full-time job. Like I wish I could get on his standard of, you know, out there fishing and making videos every single day, but it is a lot of work. It's not, it takes, it takes think a it's special just someone. Life, but it's a lot of editing. Yeah, it's a lot of editing. As much as he's out fishing, he's also sitting at a desk editing constantly, trying to get you know a video out that the public would love, and then go back out and fish again. And if you don't catch fish, then you don't have a video. <laughs> so oh yeah, hard. for sure, absolutely. Well, Jen, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you uh, coming on and talking to us about kayak fishing. I've learned a lot, and I'm frothing to go fish right now. You should. You definitely should. And if you're ever in the same area, we should definitely go out. Absolutely. Let's do it. Thank you guys for listening to Above and Below and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for listening in to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty.